Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine on it. episode 685 for january 31st 2022 we have made it through the first month of 2020 part two and on the show this week we have anthony possibly maybe if i don't break up into an oblivion at some point and we got the wombat too yes sir oh man this is like one of the saddest days of the year for me is is the last it's the last Sunday of, of football. And then there's Super Bowl. And then that's it. We're done. Like six months. Right. I don't even know. And what spring training may or may not start on time. So. <laughs> the world is, is changing like it did back in 2020. Again. You know. Yeah, except this time the spring training might not start because all the players are locked out. Oh, there is that too. <laughs> oh. The world keeps on rolling. But I'll tell you what is rolling. 2022 and the video games, they are coming. February is about to get crazy. I think there's like three or four really big games in, in February. So. Hopefully you don't want them all. Because I don't I don't think any of us can afford, you know, <laughs> multiple 60 to $70 games right now story yeah but uh, uh anyway we'll talk about what's going on right now i'll start off with anthony video games what's been going on um i've been playing the hottest games. games of 2022 the hottest games of 20 is there a hottest game of 2022 yeah yet? uh assassin's creed origins yeah the hottest game of 2022 yeah um Man, I this game is is nuts. It is is what? See, is nuts. Oh, okay. I'm cutting out, am I? Uh, I? Just the one time, you right when you were saying like the uh, most important part of the sentence, you said just, this game is. I'm so I'm so I'm so tired of of this cutting out. I don't know what's going on. I tried team to end. I'm on a different device. Anyway. Fantastic. Um, the Scarab subquest. I'm trying to remember that. Uh, you get buried in the sand. Yep. Okay. Okay. Ryan knows what I'm talking about. I'm assuming. I do. Yes. Yeah. I do. Um, I. You know, the funny part is, I questioned. I'm like, surprised this hasn't happened yet. And then it happens. Like, 
Yeah, I figured one of these would end up with this sort of like I talk to ends up being this and I'm like, all right, well and then I was like Oh damn <laughs> the way this is gonna go down. Um I've fought two of the uh uh whatever they're called, the roaming soldiers. The flak Oh, yep. the ones that like hunt you. That's that's where they kinda started yeah. that, right? Yep. I've murdered um, Ptolemy's Fist is still one of the best names for a villain ever. And, uh, yeah, just really enjoying, I don't know, it's been, it's been so long, like, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, and for it to consistently be as well done, I, I'm really enjoying it. Played some Captain Toad, again, hottest games of 20. Hey, you know, Captain Toad is hot every year. I've played it on the Wii U. I didn't finish this. Going through the Switch version and getting everything in it. Um, and uh, I got myself a new toy, which is the EverDrive 64X5. And uh, yeah, EverDrive's kick ass. How much does that set you back? Uh, it was on sale. I think it was like 75 bucks. Well, that's not hateful. No, I mean even at a hundred, you gotta figure like cost wise, you know, one just the cartridge is a hundred bucks. So it, like or if you want just a cartridge of miss whole box of it, but like if you want that it's you know, a hundred and thirty Canadian. And if you want go the sequel like that's even more money and so with the cost of cost of video games just going up in general specifically secondhand market and especially cartridge stuff at this point like most most companies aren't making any money off of it so you might as well just get like I, I don't love supporting that concept. Actually scalping at this point. Nothing has a value that is natural. This inflated market. I bought, like, there's, like, next to nothing used, like, two years ago. And now it's just more money. And it's not, it, it doesn't make any sense. There's really no reason gotten in to speculate and everdrive will allow you to fork over money to people that make money quick scheme um because i like buying going one's great adventure or snowboard kids or snowboard kids to to all these games that i've wanted to play and i played like renting them like they're super they're super expensive now and it's like two games two modern games worth of money right yeah so i i stuff on it i'll be honest that i don't have in any other way again because it's i if if tomorrow nintendo was like we have chameleon twist 2 on it but like i'm not paying fucking 100 
40 bucks or whatever i don't think chameleon twist 2 is that expensive but like i'm not paying 140 bucks like i love that game uh i love the sequel even more but they're not worth that especially when you're especially when you're you're not giving the 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 people who made that game aren't getting a single dime of that yeah i don't even know if uh i know atlas published it but i don't even know if that studio that's the biggest problem with this is it and like i get it snowboard kids i'd be like um like okaying this like i understand that that wasn't as popular of a game there's not that many card as many cartridges of that as there are like super mario which also goes for way more money than it should with how many copies of super mario 64 exists but um it's just like the it on nc mystical ninja i love that game that is not a hundred and thirty dollar game for just a cartridge i'm not like, sure that there's a game on the nintendo 64 that i would pay Upwards of over a hundred dollars for today. No fucking way. It. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple where, like, I know Goemon's Great Adventure is is a very, in comparison to like Mystical Ninja, um, but like, oh, sorry, it's you know, oh, like you're breaking up big time, Anthony. I fucking hate this. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, like, uh, you you've been kind of cutting up a little bit this whole time, but the, I mean, the last couple minutes you've been like, I've been okay. really having trouble hearing you. All right, well <clears throat> then I'll quickly wrap up and just say that uh, I, I love it. Look into EverDrives, everybody. Um, don't don't buy buy official releases, but if you really want to play it on official hardware, I tell you not to go look for ROMs like. Obviously, like if Nintendo's selling, like pay for don't don't maybe not their N sixty four stuff, but like they do a pretty good emulation on um Super Nintendo and NES uh, games. So like, you know, do the right thing, but at the same time, like don't fucking feed these. When the market maybe goes back to normal, start looking. That's still fucking absurd. Um, I bought like, like just for example to explain, like I bought Silent Hill two on Xbox four years ago. Never actually got around to playing it. Was told that it's not as good as this PS two version, anyways. For I think, um, and I traded it in for forty uh, credit towards something else, and um to like 60 bucks in within a year of me trading it in that that shouldn't have happened like there's no reason for that to happen other than just pure speculation markets so don't feed into this bull go figure out tech problems all right uh well we're gonna move on to the wombats video games hour yeah. Um so uh as some people know, I have uh unfortunately uh over the last week or so been down with the sickness like our friends at Disturb. Oh wow. I can't uh, do it. So um I uh myself and the vid 
have uh, been hanging out, and uh, I have had more time to play, I will say, than usual. So um, I played, let's see, uh, I finished the uh, Aftermath story of Mortal Kombat 11. So um, I had not played that yet. I obviously I finished the the original Mortal Kombat 11 story, but I hadn't finished the uh, or hadn't played the Aftermath DLC yet, and uh, so I got to play that and finished it and really really enjoyed it. It's um, crazy really... to me that DLC story in Mortal Kombat is better than like any story put in any other fighting game. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I like the fact that there, it's, it's very, um, it's very much got the, uh, Blood Omen Legacy of Cain thing where you can choose your ending, mm-hmm. uh, and you can either choose a good ending or a bad ending. And, uh, I, I really thought both of them were cool. Um, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do in the next game. Uh, based on the ending of that DLC. It might be sooner than you think. I know it might be. It's in the news. It's in the news today. Um, And then I uh, finished up Metroid Dread, uh, which I absolutely loved that game. I thought it was awesome. Uh, I mentioned before that I was able to get mostly through it without getting lost. There were... Maybe one or two times I had to look up a guide just to figure out, and almost every time it was because I was uh, stupid and didn't use like the pulse uh, thing to figure out where I could break blocks or something like that. It was like a, a forehead slap moment every time I had to look up something in a guide, like, oh, how did I not figure that out? Um, so, but yeah, that game, um, the last boss is hard as balls. Um, but it was, uh, it was an enjoyable fight. So, um, yeah, I really, really liked that game. I'm glad that, uh, I finished it because as everyone knows, I'm not a huge fan of the series. And so I was on the fence about picking it up, but I'm really glad that I did. So, um, outside of that, I, um, I beat Dragon Warrior 2. Speaking of the hot games of 2022. Clearly the hot games of this decade. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, that game is an improvement in just about every way over the first game. Uh, it still definitely has its problems. Um, it is the last, uh, the the final section of that game is like exponentially more difficult than the rest of the game. And the, um, the enemies, uh, it's like you flip a switch and all of a sudden you're fighting enemies that are just the most pain in the ass JRPG turn-based enemies that you could play against. Um, like some of the enemies at the end of that game, um, and, and this is magic that you get as well. Um, but they have a chant or they cast a spell called defeat um which has a chance to just kill your character outright um any character in your party outright uh, uh, that is um, a trope that happens in JRPGs that drives me fucking bananas yeah like well the one the, hit kill bullshit yeah well the worst version of that is there are enemies in the late game 
that, and this is another spell that your party does get, although it's basically useless um, for your party. But the um, uh, the there are enemies late in the game who can cast a spell called Sacrifice, where they basically it takes all of their health, but they kill every single member of your party. Oh, lovely! And it's not blockable. So um, if they cast it, your entire party is dead. No matter how much health you have, no matter how much health they have, um, it kills your entire party. So um, my suggestion, if anybody is interested in playing it, because it's definitely worth playing. I mean, there are um, so many things that you wouldn't expect from a, uh, a JRPG from, I think, 1989, I think is when it came out. Um, you know, there's just this huge world to explore, a world that feels even bigger because it actually technically has the entire world of Dragon Warrior 1 inside it, uh, although they scaled down the map, um, but they do still have the map from Dragon Warrior 1 inside the, the overall overworld. Um, you have a ship, so you can sail, uh, sail around in the water and explore different places. Uh, you have a party which is different from the first game, uh, where it was just you. Uh, along with having a party on your side, uh, you also now have to fight multiple enemies at once. Uh, in the first game, it was just one, one v one, you versus one enemy. Um, and so there are some neat spells and items that allow you to damage multiple enemies at once. Um, it's yeah, it's it's really it's really really fun. And it's a it's a good uh, adventure. But my suggestion to anybody who's interested in playing it is play it in a way that you can save scum the shit out of it. <laughs> and normally I'm not uh, an advocate for save scumming, but at the end of that game, um, you really uh, you're going to want to be saving as soon as every battle starts. Um, quick saving uh as soon as every battle starts and uh there's actually there's a uh cave that you have to go through to get to the last section of the game that has <clears throat> excuse me pitfall traps that can literally send you all the way back to the cave uh beginning of the cave and so um it's there are there are parts of that game at the end that are just so difficult and they're not like skill testing difficult they're just annoying. So my suggestion, if you decide you want to play it, would be play it in a way that you can save scum the shit out of it. And um, expect a lot of grinding. There's there's almost no grinding until you get to the, um, the very end of the game. The first Dragon Warrior, there are almost set spots in the game where you have to grind for a little while before you can move to the next thing. This game does a pretty good job of uh, being able to get to the next thing without having to grind too much. Uh, but when you get to the end, it's basically like, okay, now you're going to spend, you know, four or five hours doing nothing but grinding levels because you're not even going to be able to approach the enemies that are around the boss unless uh, you're level 30 and it's not easy to get to level 30 in that game so um it's kind of hilarious because if it, yakuza like a dragon 
one of the themes running through that game is that he loves Dragon Warrior. And there's a spot in that game where you literally have to grind for hours in yeah, order that's to progress. It. I can't think of a better um, uh, a better tribute to NES Dragon Warrior than a spot where you have to grind for hours before you can progress. So, um, but anyway, now so now I'm on to Dragon Warrior three, and uh, I'm in a little I'm in a little bit of a conundrum uh, because a there are a lot of different ways to play that game. Um, there's the NES original. Um, and then they actually remade it for the SNES, uh, only in Japan. Um, but if you look hard enough, you can find an English translation. Um, they remade it also for the Game Boy Color. And then, uh, there's obviously the mobile remakes and the remake that they released for Switch. But then, uh... They are. They also announced last year during the 35-year Dragon Warrior and or Dragon Quest anniversary that they're remaking Dragon Quest Three in the same style as Octopath Traveler. Oh, and, that's right. I forgot about uh, that. Yeah, and so they haven't announced a release date for that. It's, it looks like it's going to be sometime in 2022. Um, so now I'm stuck, and I can't decide whether or not I want to go ahead and move on to Dragon Warrior Four. Um, or just play a version of Dragon Warrior 3 now and then play it again when the 2.5D HD remake comes out. Um, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, that's next on my on my quest to uh, to finish all these games. On your the, dragon quest, so to speak. My, gra- my dragon quest, so to speak. So which... A... Um, you're... My... Um, which version were you thinking of playing? Well, I keep going back and forth. So there's a part of me that wants to play the NES version because technically the first three games are all part of the same trilogy. Um, and, uh, I played the first two, obviously, on NES. So there's a oh, sorry, you're talking about three. Okay. Yes. Which, there's what th- did you I... think I was talking about? Four. Oh, uh, no, four I'll play on the DS. Although you. I do... Yeah, I do have the NES version of that, but I'll play that on the DS. Um, the um, But with 3, um, like I said, there's a part of me that wants to play the NES version just to finish off the trilogy on the NES. Uh, but from what everyone has told me, the Super NES version is... Bas- the Super NES remake is basically the... Well, technically Super Famicom re- uh, remake is the definitive version of the game. Um... And so I may end up playing it that way. But I'm not sure. the the mobile version was ported to. Yeah, so the 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 there's the mobile version and the and the the Switch version as well. To me, it feels like if that's the way I was going to play the game, I'd just wait on the two and a half D uh, remake. For um, sure. So I feel like if I'm going to play one, I'm either going to play the the Super Famicom version or the uh, the NES version. Um, but I've got other stuff to play, so it's it's not likely a decision I'll have to make for a little while. So um, we'll see if any news comes out about the uh, the new remake uh, between now and whenever I decide to start playing that game. Because I need to take a little break from Dragon Warrior. Um, as much as I love those games, they are uh, 
like I said, grindy. And so uh, I I can't play them back to back. Makes sense. And then um, I did start playing uh, because my my son uh, got it with some gift cards that he had for Christmas, and because we share a uh, Nintendo account, at least a, a core Nintendo account, um, that means I got it as well. Um, I started playing Pokemon Legends uh, Arceus, and uh, I don't know if anybody else played that. Unfortunately, I have not. Anthony, did you play it? Anthony, are you still there? Man, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I can barely hear you. I'm probably going to bail after this. Um, but uh, no, I have not played it. I've seen p- bits and pieces of it. Okay, well, I am not a huge fan of Pokemon generally. Um, I mean, I don't mind those games, but I've never been a huge, like... Um, I've never been super into those games. Uh, this game, I like a lot. And I can actually see myself spending some time playing this game. So um, I that's a that's a a good endorsement for me because again I'm not a huge Pokemon person. So I, I understand that there probably are some people who are big into the series that this feels maybe a little too different. But uh, I think it's really cool. And my son actually now he hasn't played all that much um but he said he thinks it's his favorite one uh, y'all need to I've stop talking a lot about of good sorry What's go that? ahead what did you say anthony exactly my point no why well, i cut you i cut you <laughs> I, off so i said i've been hearing a lot you've been hearing a lot <laughs> all right fuck this <laughs> what were you saying say it one more time okay um I was going to say that I, I, I need y'all to stop talking about how fucking good this game is because I don't I don't have time to play it right now. And everybody keeps talking. Like, before it came out, everybody was shitting on this game. And, like, how yeah, it looked I... and everything. And I was like, oh, okay, so good. I don't have to buy another Nintendo game. And yeah, then... I don't think it actually looks that bad. I, 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 I've seen some of that uh, online. Uh, but honestly, it just... I mean, is it... Does it look like Breath of the Wild? No. no. Uh but it it um it's pretty enough. Like it it doesn't need I don't I don't need Pokemon Legends to be my graphical powerhouse. Like nah. I don't I don't need anything on the Switch to be my graphical powerhouse. If I'm well, being I got good so, news for you then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so you know, I just need it to look good enough that I can enjoy uh the game. And it definitely looks good enough that I can enjoy the game. So, oh, it matters. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm digging it a lot, and um, I expect to be continue to. I expect to continue to dig it. Um, so we'll see, though. I'm, I'm not super so, far so in. Answer, answer Go this: ahead. like, what is different about it from like? Because I don't know anything about this game. What's different about it from like traditional Pokemon that's kind of hooking you? Because I, I like Pokemon. I like the original formula, but I feel like it's been the same shit for like thirty years now. So yeah, it's so um, and it, so some of this may have been in Diamond and Pearl. I'm not sure because I didn't really play those games. But um, it's it's more like an open world game, right? So you can just kind of run around and and uh. You can you don't you're not uh 
locked into a path. You can just go. There's mission markers and stuff like that, but you can pretty much just go anywhere. And um, the battle system is actually really neat in that you can. Um, so instead of just wandering around and like running into a Pokemon um, and having to you know battle it to try to catch it, um, you can just want you can just run around the overworld and throw a Pokeball at a Pokemon that you see wandering around and catch it if it's um, low enough. Uh, low level enough, and if you want to start a fight with it, you can throw one of your Pokeballs that has one of your Pokemon in it already at it. Um, and so, like, it matters if you throw a Pokeball and hit it from behind, or if you sneak up on it in the tall grass and throw a Pokeball at it when it can't see you. Um, you get either bonuses to attack if you're trying to attack the, the, the Pokemon, or you get bonuses to catch if you're trying to catch them. Um, the, uh, when you're battling, instead of it just kind of showing, uh, your character call out the Pokemon and then, uh, you know, the Pokemon just battle between its, uh, themselves, you actually, it's not like a cutscene or anything. You just throw the Pokeball out and they, they start battling right in front of you and you can run around while they're battling against each other. You still have to make sure you're putting in the, the commands and stuff for, for uh, what moves you want them to do. But um, you can actually run around and kind of see the battlefield from whatever angle you want to see it at. Um, the Pokemon, as you're sort of running around the battlefield, sometimes if they're an aggressive Pokemon, will see you and um, try to attack you. And so your like actual person character has to dodge out of the way of their attacks um and then you can either you know run away or you can throw one of your own pokemon at it to uh uh try and battle it and uh make the decision to either defeat them or catch them um you also the um uh objective feels a little bit different and again I'm probably not the most qualified person to talk about this cuz I don't have that much experience with the game Are there are there gyms oh. and gym leaders and stuff like in traditional pokemon Maybe, but I haven't run across that yet. I'm not that okay. far into it, though. I'm only a couple hours in. Um, but the the primary objective really is um, fill your Pokédex. And so you have what they call research tasks that you have to do for each Pokémon that you come across. So, for example, um, uh, if... So we'll, we'll use Shinx as an example. Shinx is one of the Pokémon you can run into relatively early on. And there are research tasks, tasks that you have to accomplish specifically for Shanks. And so um, it'll be like number of times you've caught uh, caught a Shanks. And there'll be a, uh, a level for 1, 3, 6, 12, and 25, right? So when you catch three of them, you unlock the level 3 research task. Um, there'll be a research task for the number that you've defeated rather than caught. Um, the number that you've defeated with a specific type of move, um, the number of times you've seen it use one of its moves, um, hmm. the number of different forms of it that you've obtained. So if you caught a heavy one or a light one or something like that, um, there'll be you know the number that you've evolved, a uh, number of times you've caught it without being uh, spotted. So the number of times you've been able to sneak up on it and catch it without being seen. Um, there are you can, um, once you 
level up a little bit, you can use modifiers on the moves. So you can use either what's called a strong style or agile style, where the strong style makes the move stronger, but it takes longer between each move. The agile style makes it weak, weaker, but you can attack more frequently. Um, so you might have a, a research task for the number of times you've seen it use either a strong style or an agile style move. So it's... Um, it makes it so that there are reasons, at least early on, for doing different things with the Pokemon that you see out in the wild. Um, and again, I'm maybe two hours in, so it's possible that all this stuff gets old. Um, but so far, it's uh, it's given me much more reason to just run around and interact with the Pokemon in the world versus just trying to go from gym to gym. Hmm. Um and it's it's kind of neat because it's um uh i i won't say just in case people are sensitive about spoilers but um it's different than any of the other pokemon that have come before it um and just in terms of setting and story so uh yeah i'm i'm really really digging it again as someone who's not at all really into the the series um i've enjoyed it quite a bit so far well, fuck. I'm going to have to look into this at some point. It, it'll never go on sale, so it's not like I can wait for That's a sale. That's problem. Yeah, right. <sighs> but, yeah, I, I mean, so far I recommend it, definitely. Oh, Anthony in the chat. Apologies, Anthony's internet is just being a bitch, but he's saying it was stated in the trailers oh, okay. that it takes place in the past. It does, yes. So it, it takes place in the past. And, okay, so uh, this is like pre-red and blue, I guess? Is is like before? It's... Like... It seems like it's supposed to be uh, ways in the past. Um, like, um, I don't know. Yeah. So it, again, I haven't seen the trailers, so I don't know what's in the trailers and what isn't. So I, I don't. I'm a little cautious about what to say. But the um, uh, you um, okay, Anthony saying pre-red and blue in this Sino reason before it was region before it was that. So wow, um, like the 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 beginning of Pokemans, huh? Yes, and like to to the point that they even say pretty early on that you know these these were just invented. We call them Pokeballs, um, <laughs> and they hold they hold Pokemon, and we we make them ourselves. Um, so it's very much like I would say settings wise, it looks at least like it probably takes place. If I was putting our own time on it, like in the 1800s, um, so yeah, it's interesting. It's definitely in the past. It's it's neat. It's definitely uh, has a has a hook uh, for me at least compared to some of the other games. So. I I did see that, and then this is just a cautionary tale. Uh, just like Diamond and Pearl, you cannot transfer saves between systems. So something. Yeah. To... I'm... It it doesn't upload thankfully, to the cloud. Is basically. Yeah, thank, thank, thankfully I, you know, started on my own Switch. So yeah, that's how uh, I lost my Diamond and Pearl save was was buying the OLED and switching over to that, and the cloud save does not does not come with me. Yeah. But anyhow, um, so yeah, definitely recommended so far. Wow. Okay. Huh. I'll look into it. Just, let me get through. Maybe after I get through February, because February is a big bitch with lots of games. So. All right. Anything else? Uh, <clears throat> that's it. 
All right. Uh, <laughs> speaking of February, there are games I'm playing I cannot talk about. I can tell you what they are, but I can't tell you about them. Uh, I'm playing Dying Light 2, Stay Human, you know, subtitles, gotta have them. Uh, and Horizon Forbidden West. Um, and I can tell you that I can talk about Dying Light next week, because it'll be out, obviously. Uh, but unfortunately, Horizon Forbidden West I will not be able to talk about until uh, Valentine's Day. So, February 14th is when I can talk about that game. Which sucks, because that's what I spent the majority of what I was playing. Um, I'll run through the indies, and then I'll talk about uh, Uncharted, uh, because I have not been able to talk about that collection uh, until this week. Uh, so the first game I'm going to talk about, uh, this game is a little disturbing. Uh, so the premise, it's called Don't Be Afraid. And the premise of this game is that you're a child that's been kidnapped by like this psychopathic murderer. And he basically gives you, like, a task of being able to escape uh, by solving puzzles. It's a first-person game, uh, and it's creepy as all shit. Um, but it's your pretty standard first-person solve these puzzles to unlock these doors, uh, creeping through this dark area with a candle kind of game. I was more disturbed by it than anything else. Um, Super Onion Boy 2 Platformer um, Pretty straightforward, collect coins, jump on enemies uh, You can transform into Other characters So like you can get a power up to turn into a ninja The ninja can double jump, throw Like shurikens at people um, But Pretty standard platformer Calturin uh, Is A game that reminds me of like an old NES game where You're playing um, I almost want to call it a twin stick shooter, but the problem is, is like when you're shooting, you have to stop. So like when you're shooting, you can't move, so you can't move and shoot at the same time, which kind of makes it a, a little frustrating. I didn't care much for it. Uh, Elastomania Remastered is... <laughs> it's either... Somebody had a good idea for Trials and they built it in Flash, or this was what Trials was based off of from the NES. Like, it's a physics-based motorcycle game uh, where you're basically just trying to get from point A to point B uh, by manipulating the physics of the bike. So, uh, Gav Gav Odyssey is a game about dogs in a spaceship, uh, and one part of the level is a side-scrolling shoot-em-up. And then once you land somewhere... You have to do like these um, slide dungeons where you're just moving and stepping on blocks and opening paths. So it's kind of like a mixture between the two. Uh, Vagante is a run-based um, side-scrolling action game where you're collecting like weapons and, and potions and powers. Um, but it you know it's one of those run-based games, so when you die, you start over kind of thing. Uh, Kogan, Sword of Rewind, is a 2D action game where you can rewind time. So if you mess up, you can rewind. You get three seconds of rewind time, and you've got, like, this meter at the top that you can actually, like, build back up uh, by attacking enemies. It feels good. It's cool. Um, but the, the rewind mechanic didn't really click with me. I didn't think it was as good as stuff that's done it better before. The game I was asking about before, 
that I wanted to, to to figure out what that old arcade or that old Atari game was. Uh, there's a game called Cake Invaders, and basically you're just this character at the bottom of the screen. There are things coming from the top, uh, and you have to shoot them before they hit the bottom. Uh, you're stationary, but you can aim left and right, and you have to see how many waves you can survive uh, before the enemies attack the bottom and and break all the cake uh, to get to the like the people on the bottom. And once they do that, the game's over. Um. Swan Chernobyl Unexplored is a first-person adventure game where you're walking through, like, areas of Chernobyl after the explosion. Um, The thing that stuck out to me about this game is it's got, like, this exposition um, FMV intro that eventually I had to skip because it just didn't stop. I think I let it run for like five minutes and it's basically just using like old four by three footage of newsreels and stuff and telling the story. And I mean, I get wanting to give a reason why you're doing what you're doing, but, um, Oh, sorry. Anthony says cake invader sure is no hash droids sent a pup or takeout officially official Atari Denny's games. Okay. I need to look these up. I need to play those. I definitely need to play Hashteroids. Who doesn't want to play that? Um, but going back to Swan Chernobyl Unexplored, like I get that you want to tell the story and give like a back part of it, but it at a, at a point, like you just need to move on. Like you you need to tell your story and then let me play because eventually I did skip it. Uh, Summertime Madness is a weird game. So if you look at the box art, it looks like it's all like bright, colorful, like, I don't know, like a dreamscape kind of game. But it actually starts with this like, depressing story about a painter who wasn't happy, and then this guy comes along and pushes him into this world. And, and from what I could tell, first off, it's a game that doesn't allow you to swap the Y-axis, so it, it, I stopped playing pretty quickly. Um, but it's a first-person adventure game where you're just walking around I don't know what the point is. Like, it keeps telling me to look at a clock. Um, but I literally walked around until a boat showed up. I got on the boat. I turned a wheel. I opened a door. Like, there's no enemies in the world. There's nothing to do. Do You just kind of wander around and turn knobs, from what I could tell. The point is to get your money. Thank you. Yes. Well, I doubt anybody's going to be running out to purchase Summertime Madness. <laughs> have money, boy. Give me that money, boy. Give me that money, boy. Uh, Starlight Shores is a visual novel. Um, <clears throat> that of course is horny because they're all horny. Um, I I thumbed through it for about twenty minutes, got two achievements, and turned it off because I don't really enjoy those kind of games. Uh, I'm gonna skip that one and come back to it in a second. Uh, Reverie Knights Tactics is a is like a grid based, uh, tactical. RPG. I actually like the look of it, the, the art style of it. I thought it was an interesting game, and then I get to the tutorial and it's like, select this enemy and attack them. And I literally couldn't do anything. I pressed every button on the controller and it would not attack. So I don't know what the fuck's going on with that game. Alright, I'm going to talk about this last game real quick. Um, it's called Cannibal Cuisine. Maybe the name should have threw me, should have like informed me as to what I'm playing. Imagine Overcooked, where you're using people as the ingredients. Oh, that's weird. 
Yeah, so... Basically, you're on an island, there's this god, uh, and it play, It looks. It, it has that art style of Overcooked, where like the characters are real kind of goofy looking. And he'll say, okay, I want a banana steak. And I'm like, alright, so there are bananas on the table, there's two like uh, boiling pots that you cook over, and then on the other side, uh, across these, uh, these barrels, are tourists, uh, so you have to jump across... Uh, murder the tourists and take their body, combine them with the bananas and cook a steak and deliver it to the god. Uh, and you can play it multiplayer. You can play it with up to four people, just like Overcooked. But, you know, instead of, like, food, you're cooking people. Which is weird. Very weird. <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that game. <clears throat> Alright, um, the other game I kind of got back into, play with friends, not with this internet connection. Anthony, you're, you're a delight, and I love you. Um, I got back into Skullgirls a little bit, uh, as I booted up my PS5 to play, uh, you know, Horizon. I was like, oh, I did Skullgirls, I haven't played Skullgirls in a while, so I booted that back up. Man, they have really changed a lot of that game. Um, I like the new characters, I like... Uh, some of the new stuff that they're doing. It looks really good on the PS5. Um, so I, I started playing I think I'm going to go back and play that a little bit more. I think that game is so like underappreciated about how good it looks. Like the animation of the characters and, and, and just like the background stages and stuff is just... And it plays really good. Like it feels really good to play. So, um, Uncharted. That's the last thing I'm going to talk about. I... This was a weird game to review because it's like these games are not that old. So it's like what what is different here? And obviously the big difference is is that it's going to load faster. Uh it's going to have um some of them um what do they call them the the impact triggers or whatever on the PlayStation like it's going to have some of that built in. Uh yeah, it's, it, there there are graphic modes. Um so there's three graphic modes in both of these games. So you've got the, this game is going to run at the lowest frame rate, but boy, sure, howdy, that 4K looks smooth. You know, that kind of mode. Um, then there is a resolution mode, I think that's what it's called, um, where it runs at 60 frames a second, but it's dynamic, like 1440p. And then they included a 1080p mode that runs at 120 frames per second. Uh, and I'll be real honest with you, the resolution hit on that version uh, was not... Uncharted is not a game that I need 120 frames a second accuracy. Uh, especially since, you know, I, I use a little bit of the uh, the snap aiming when I play those games. Uh, so uh, the, the resolution hit, I did not... I did not think was great. Uh, they did add some graphical touches to it. So, like, there's some new stuff floating around the environment. Again, if you just, you know, are looking from memory, you're not going to remember um, kind of where the changes are unless you're doing a digital foundry side-by-side comparison. You probably won't notice it. Um, I also want to take this time to say, you know, that Lost Legacy is secretly the best Uncharted game. So, if you have not played that game, you need to play that game. It is nice that they let you upgrade both of these games for 10 bucks. I think that's good. Um, 
I'm trying to think of what else to say about these games. Oh, it's really hard to replay Uncharted games because they're built in a way that there are levels in those games that I never want to play again. Like, for example, the opening level, if you remember, of Uncharted 4 is him and his brother doing the platforming. Yep, in the like the, the city or whatever. Yeah, and I'm like playing through that again. I'm like... This is just an exposition excuse to show me how to climb shit that I've been climbing now for ten years. And I don't I don't need that. Like I don't I just played that and I was like, this is just kinda dull. Um for you trophy hunters out there though, if you load your old saves, it just unlocks everything. So there is that. But no, those are those are both good uncharted games. Like I said, I think Lost Legacy is secretly the best Uncharted game. I think it's really good. Uncharted 4, pretty good. I still think 2 is the best of the Nathan Drake saga. Um, but it is cool both of these games are now PS5 enhanced. So, If you haven't played them, it's a good package. If you have, it's worth the 10 bucks to, to revisit them. Um, unless you bought a digital PS5 and, and you own the discs. PS4 versions, and I guess you're just fucked. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, smart delivery should be everywhere. But anyway, that's it. I can't tell you about you know the other stuff because you know I get in trouble if I say anything. Yes. All right. Um, let's talk about what's coming out this week. Uh, we have, uh, this is for Series X and PS5 games. We've got The Dead Tree of Ranchiuna, whatever the hell that is, uh, Ambition Record, and Dying Light 2, Stay Human. Uh, PlayStation 5, same stuff, so nothing new there. Uh, 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 PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. We're looking at uh, Baseball Breakthrough Gaming Arcade Three-Player Cooperative Edition. Say that three times fast. Or not two. Life is Strange Remastered Collection. Uh, The Dead Tree of Ranchuna. The Sealed Ampule. Is that how you say that? A-M-P-O-U-L-E? Ampule, I think. Ampule? Sure. Uh, Arcade Archives New Rally X. Maglum Lord and Dying Light 2. And then Xbox, anything different? Oh, we got Dynabomb, which is a Mega Man looking style game. We've got Webbed, which is that spider game. Um, Crocs World Construction Kit 2. I think those are mobile games, if I remember correctly. Probably. It's not, it's not Croc. Because we, we couldn't get that lucky. Yes, Anthony the Legend of the Gobos. Dude, I played that a couple weeks ago. It's still, it's still, it's still, sla- it still slaps. I believe it. You know. God, I love Croc. One and two. Fuck you. Two was a good game, too. Anthony says 2 is better. I, I'm not going to argue that. Oh, that reminds me. we got I got uh, a tweet last week 
when I was talking about fighting games and I said that Evil Zone was one of the worst fighting games I ever played. I found its fan and they were upset <laughs> because I <laughs> because I said it was the worst fighting game ever. So just to just to satisfy my curiosity, I played Evil Zone this morning before the show. Yeah, that game still sucks. So I remember what the hook of that game was. So it was an anime fighter that used one button. There's only one attack button in that game. And it's like the moves are based on the direction you push. So it's kind of like one of those pseudo 3D games where you can move up and down, uh, back and forth. And you press this button, and it's like if you're holding forward, you like you know like the characters will throw uh, um, a projectile, or if you've got a grappling character, you got to get close to them and and press like down and the button to do like a throw move, and it's it's got all this flashy anime stuff going on, and it's got a flashy anime intro, and like there's literally one attack button, one block button, and that's it. Um, and yeah, I still don't think that game is very good. Just throwing it out there. But I did play it like I said I would. I played a couple fights, and I'm like, wow, yeah. And I've been revisiting a lot of old fighting games lately. So I I booted up Star Gladiator and Pocket Fighter. Um, What else did I play recently? Uh, Eternal Champions, because I always play that. And now Anthony can't say anything out loud about how bad that game is. No, but I can. It's bad. Bring back Eternal Champions. Challenge from the dark side. Give me a remaster. He's trying to talk. Nope. Nothing? Nope. Nothing. Oh, shit. Uh, Alright. Nintendo Switch. Uh, What can you play this week? You've got Treasure Hunter Man 2. He's trapped in the dead zone, god damn it. That's what he just Treasure Hunter Man. Treasure Hunter Man 2. Uh, then we've got Gun, Gun, Gun. Literally all one word, Gun, Gun, Gun. Uh, Karen's Crypt, Even Death May Die. Whew, that sounds like a, that sounds like a very deep novel. Uh, Invert. Uh, Dead Tree of Ranchuna, Webbed. Uh, yeah, Yeah, Bebis 2. Yeah, Yeah, Bebis 2. Okay. Okay. Uh, dude, that's I'm just reading what's on the paper here. You know, uh, arcade archives, new rally X, draw a stick man, epic. That's a, definitely a mobile game. My son has played that. I'm confident. Uh, food delivery battle, Phlegathon, Sherlock Holmes, crimes and punishment. Whew, this next one. This is a mouthful. Uh, Super Shadow Break Showdown Ninja versus the Three Kaijus. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 100-Year Kingdom. The Sealed Ampule. Uh, Alexio. Frog Ball Rerolled. Uh, Maglam Lord. Math Jim. Millie and Molly. And the song out of space. Song out of space. I feel like that's how you should say the name of that game. Agreed. Yes. Song out of space. All right, we got news. We'll do some news. 
Let's do some news. All right. You want your free games for the month? Sure. Damn it. Why is this not? I'm clicking. Clicky, clicky. Xbox games with gold. Broken Sword 5. And um, Never Yield. Aerial Knights Never Yield are your Xbox One games. Your Xbox 360 games are the bangers from this millennium. Hydrophobia. And Band of Bugs. What the fuck? Band of Bugs. Dude, Hydrophobia is so old. Like, it can drink. <clears throat> Holy cow, that's a bad line. This brought up the conversation again of, like, why the fuck do we still have games with gold? Like, just roll all this shit into Game Pass and get rid of Xbox Live Gold at this point. Holy shit. Agreed. Hydrophobia is 12 years old. Thank you, Anthony. Yes, that is still old. That is an old, old video game. Agreed. Uh, PlayStation Plus, you get UFC 4. Uh, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. Uh, and then for the PS5, you get Planet Coaster Console Edition. Not a great lineup, but a shit ton better than games with gold. Uh, Elden Ring, speaking of gold, has gone gold. So that game will be out. Nice. Yes, yes, Tiny Tina's Borderlands DLC was DLC uh, for Borderlands 2 uh, that has been made playable without having Borderlands 2. That is correct, sir. Uh, yeah, Elden Ring is done, so y'all get ready to, to die. Ubisoft has... I'm really curious, I'm really curious to see, um, the reception to that game when it comes out. Because I'm interested in it, but, um, yeah, I just don't know that I can in- invest in that right now. I think that game is going to have the same response that the last game got, which is the Souls fans are going to be like, this is the greatest game ever made. And people who suck at it, like me, will be like, nah, this is still too hard. There needs to, we'll have, the easy mode conversation will happen again on February 25th. You ready for it? Guaranteed. It's going to happen again. Yeah, guaranteed. Uh, Ubisoft has announced that they've shut down the servers for Hyperscape. (laughs) (laughs) Does anybody even remember that fucking game? Uh, Uh, Nope. That was the that was Ubisoft's answer to PUBG Fortnite, you know, the battle royale genre. Okay. I'm pretty sure I, I forgot I forgot about that game like the weekend after it came out, so I'm pretty sure that was like a year and a half ago, so. Uh Warner Brothers has reiterated in a statement that Hogwarts and Gotham Knights are still on track for 2022. You know what that says to me? Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is 2023. That's what that says to me. Because they didn't mention that game. Yeah. I would guess you're correct. Uh, A couple delays. Uh, Rumbleverse, the new multiplayer game from uh, Iron Galaxy. That's been delayed. And the Evil Dead game has also been delayed. The Evil Dead game got delayed till May. I think it was supposed to be out in February. So... 
according to Jason Schreier reports, uh, PlayStation will get three more Call of Duty games, which include the 2022 and 2023 main games and Warzone 2. Uh, and then after that, uh, everything's up in the air. So 2024, Call of Duty may be the first year that it is exclusive to Xbox. So, You codheads still have a couple more years not to have to worry about buying... Which by it, let's let's say in twenty twenty four, an Xbox Series S is probably going to be what one ninety nine. You think? So, um, uh, I don't know. Maybe I guess. I mean, that's three years after launch. You'd assume it'd be a price drop by then. I don't know. Maybe there'll be an Xbox Series X Slim. I don't fucking know. Who knows? Uh, Yacht, I can't speak. Yacht Club Games uh, is is having a direct on February first, and it will air on G four. And they have said there will be big announcements. My guess uh, is that um, this is going to show off their three D platformer. Anthony wants to know why would you drop the price when people are still buying? Well, we're talking like two years from now. Like, is it still going to be selling like it is right now in two years? Like, that's the question, I think. Like, should the chip shortages be fixed by 2024? Probably, right? <laughs> I mean, for uh, God's sakes, I hope so. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, Yacht Club Games. Uh, I would be interested in seeing a 3D platformer from them. That's really what's going to be there. Oh, show. Uh, all right, let's get to the news we, we hinted at earlier. Uh, there was a NetherRealm developer who leaked a screenshot online um, that said MK12 final or whatever, and then also underneath it said, don't let the internet see this because the people will go crazy, and then was deleted shortly afterwards. So the question is, is if this is a real Mortal Kombat 12 leak, or are NetherRealm trolling people? I don't know, because they do like to do that. Yes, they do. But at the same time, with the reports we keep hearing is that they're working on Mortal Kombat because Warner Brothers doesn't want them working on licensed stuff in case they get sold. So. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, and then I read, I read a rumor that <clears throat> the MK12 they were working on was just MK11 with a bunch of characters from the last three games. I mean, why not? I mean, you shouldn't have stopped support for MK11, honestly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the game was huge. So just keep adding to it. I don't know, it's in Game Pass now, so people will hop right out there and buy DLC for it. Absolutely. I don't know. I think NetherRealm is kind of in a weird place where they're like, are we going to get sold to somebody? Like, what are we supposed to be doing? Can you imagine how much it would cost just to purchase them in the Mortal Kombat IP? Like, that's got to be stupid expensive, right? Because Mortal Kombat is, for all intents and purposes, like, the biggest fighting game on the planet outside of Smash Brothers, right? Right. That IP's got to be worth a lot of money. I don't know. Uh, also, to combine in with this news, uh, I saw that the MK2 movie was greenlit and is being written by the guy that's doing Moon Knight, the writer. Interesting. So, 
we're getting a sequel to that movie. Maybe this time they'll actually fight in a tournament. <laughs> I'm glad we're getting a sequel, though, because... I love that first uh, one. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it, too. Yeah. All right. Uh, more rumors in the rumor mill. Let's churn up the rumor mill. Uh, Microsoft has another game. Um, you know how we get, like, I feel like almost once a month we're getting, like, here's this game being made by this team, and it's this kind of game. So we got another one. It's a Monster Hunter-style game from Certain Affinity uh, exclusive to Xbox. So that's supposedly being worked on. Certain Affinity is also working on a new mode for Halo Infinite. So a couple Certain Affinity news tidbits there. Microsoft making a Monster Hunter-style first-party exclusive game. Hmm. We'll see. Yeah, it's true. Wasn't the, what was that other? What was that other game of theirs that was almost supposed to be kind of like Monster Hunter that? Scalebound. Uh, Scalebound. That's what it was. Yeah. So I think I've heard like five of these rumored games, and only one of them has been announced officially, which is uh, what's it called? The Avalanche team's doing it. Uh, Contraband. Like that one was officially announced. There's also the rumored dragon game from IO. Um, the Wu Tang game. I remember that one. Yep. Fuck, I thought there was another one besides the IO and the Wu Tang game. I don't remember. I can't keep track of all this stuff. Just announce some games. Put some games out. Where's my fucking golden eye? You know? That bitch <laughs> leaked like what, two months ago? Uh, a couple of um, early, early announcements uh, will round out the news today. And, and from what I hear people saying, these are kind of like job postings, trying to get people to join the developer. Uh, the first one was Crisis 4. <laughs> Wu-Tang better be E for everyone, because Wu-Tang is for the children. you goddamn it right it is. Children. That's true. Uh, Crisis 4 was announced. We'll see how that comes about. Blizzard announced a new game. That's a new IP. It's a survival game set in a new world. So, hey, more Blizzard content. Supposedly they're going to announce some Diablo and Overwatch news this week as well. Um, I guess they were just waiting on the purchase to finalize so they could start talking about video games. Also, the funny... Hopefully one of the things they announce is... Uh, those games going into Game Pass. Oh shit, Anthony, that joke is rough. <laughs> oh, should I read that? Can I read that? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh supposedly. So here was the funny thing. So when Blizzard announced the new uh, game, uh, they they announced it for quote unquote consoles and PC. And people immediately freaked out and like, does this mean it's Xbox exclusive? Does this mean it's Xbox? I have news for you. Everything after 2023 Blizzard-wise is going to be Xbox exclusive. I don't know how many times we have to have this conversation. Yes. So. I was playing a Xbox first-party game this weekend called Overwatch, and I was getting very angry at it. It's your own fault for playing Overwatch. This is true. Although I live by the creed, so you can see like text chat on the consoles now. I live by the creed that if you're complaining about, because you know Overwatch is a team-based, like class-based game. If you're the DPS complaining about the tanks, 
or you're the tanks complaining about the healers, the person complaining is probably the problem. I'm just going to throw that out there. Just letting you know. All right, we got three more game announcements to wrap up the news. Respawn has announced three new Star Wars games. One of them is Jedi Fallen Order 2. One Yay. of them one of them is a new first person shooter game. Please be Dark Forces. Could you imagine? I would almost bet that that's what it is. Man, could you imagine Dark Forces 3 in today's world? I can oh. and would yes, love that. Yeah, let's let's do that. Because it's been, uh, I don't, I don't know if you've gone back and tried to play Jedi Knight or Jedi Academy recently. I have, but they have not aged well. No, the aiming in those games is not great. No, I'll tell you though, Dark Forces holds up better than you'd think. The original. The original. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah, but you're you're right. Jedi Knight and Jedi Knight Jedi Knight Three. I don't fucking. I lost track of how they they did that COD shit. Where remember Call of Duty Four was Modern Warfare, and then Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, like they did that shit with the Dark Forces games, and it drove me crazy. Yeah, technically Dark Forces Two is Jedi Knight, and then Jedi Academy is not a Dark Forces game. Technically, a numbered Dark Forces game. But but a lot of people called it Jedi Knight Two, or Dark, was it Jedi or Knight Three Academy? Yeah, no, I don't it's Jedi Knight Three. So yeah, stupid. Yeah. Yes. So stupid. Um, and then the final game is a strategy game. And what all this tells me? Battlefront is dead. Rip Battlefront. Rip Battlefront. Um, that's all the news I got. Um, Anthony is not on voice to tell me if there's anything that I missed. I don't. I don't know if I missed anything. I think I, I think I got it all, baby. Uh, da, 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 da. I got a lot of emails this week. I'm gonna go through those. Da, da, da. Rick sends in uh, this question for the show. He says, "Hey y'all, first let me say excellent top ten games from 2021. Uh, definitely gave me some recommendation recommendations outside my wheelhouse. Heck, I might even try out Inscription after I beat Halo." Uh, so here's the question. How soulsy will Elden Ring be? I totally love George Martin's work uh, and have read most of his novels, I think, outside of Song of uh, Ice and Fire. I highly recommend Fever Dream if you want a cool vampire on a riverboat story. That's a weird combo. Uh, anyway, I really want to play Elden Ring, but I've rage quit games like Bloodborne. Awesome art, visuals, and mechanics, but I don't have time to be punished for a millisecond late button click only to have to spend an hour or more to get back to where I was. Now I've read that Elden Ring won't be punishing since it has more saves slash checkpoints, but what are your thoughts? Seeing previews of big fights in it made me think it will be just as ridiculously difficult as From's, Sony, uh, as From's other games. What do you think? Are you guys all picking it up? Uh, I, I'm interested in the game, but I have no doubt that it will be a Souls game. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat like I played the the network test and I was like I like what they're doing here but yeah I'm probably going to play it for like three hours and then get frustrated at it and not ever go back to it unfortunately I, I don't know what it is about the gatekeeping of the Souls games that they won't just add like an easier mode to it I, I, 
I don't know what that is, but there is clearly an audience out there that wants to play these games that just either won't or can't do it. So yes. He also says, P.S. How badass is Cobra Kai? Thanks for the recommendation. The wife and I blazed through all four seasons in about two weeks. Keep up the great work, gents. Bacall. Fucker <laughs> ain't been on the show in two years and he still gets the most calls. Right. <clears throat> and probably will forever. I know. Because he's still the best. Agreed. Around. Nothing's ever gonna keep him down. Karate Kid call back there for Hello. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Blue Skies uh, says, Hello all. Just a quick comment and question. If Microsoft does not just sell future Activision Blizzard games on PS5 for $70 and instead will only put the games on PS5 if there is Game Pass, what would that mean for the service? Would that mean all Game Pass games go on to PS5, including first-party games like Gears of War and Halo, uh, including Infinite, I don't see them putting first-party games on there, but rather a version of Game Pass that includes other developers like Bethesda, Activision, and Blizzard. Otherwise, what is the point of buying an Xbox if their games are on PS5? I don't really see it. Well, I hate to break this news, but Bethesda and Activision Blizzard are first-party. Yeah. So... He's yeah, just not. So, oh. I mean, but Blizzard and uh, Activision and <clears throat> Bethesda at this point are as much first party as Halo and Gears of War are. Yep, that is correct. Uh, Anthony says not even all Game Pass games make it to PC. True. Yes, Game Pass on yes. PC is a lot lighter. Yeah, I mean, there's already a there's already a, a precedent for them having a different selection of games based on the platform. So, also I would suggest that if they put. Um, Game Pass on PlayStation or the Switch that they would prob- they would likely have a different set of games. Yeah, and it's also worth noting, like, it's not an easy port of a Halo game to PlayStation, but COD's been there forever. Right. So, making a port of COD for PlayStation 5 Game Pass, not an issue. Yeah, I think there's a, there's, um, it's, it's important to note that Unless the version of Game Pass they put on these systems is cloud only, which at that point you don't need the system, you just play it on your phone TV, or whatever. Your phone, TV, um, yeah. There's yeah, there's still gonna be development work associated with putting games on another system. Just because the subscription service allows for it doesn't mean there wouldn't be development work. Yeah, kinda like the way Nintendo does it, like with their clouds so, like if Game Pass ever came to the Switch, there's no way in fuck most of the games on Game Pass are running on no, Switch. No, it would they would all be cloud games. Yeah, sure. exactly. So and and if it's cloud based, hell yeah, Microsoft would put Halo on PlayStation. Microsoft doesn't give a shit where you play. Like, they've made that apparent from they want the your outset. Subscription dollars. Exactly. They want you in the Xbox ecosystem, which is what Game Pass is. So if they could if they could cloud stream Halo to PlayStation, you bet your ass Halo Infinite's going to be on PlayStation. But then again, we're going to have to wait and see what Sony does with their whatever this Spartacus is. Like, does Sony really want to have two subscription services on PlayStation? Likely not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, last week, uh, you mentioned all of all of the Squired IPs uh, that they Where, made... maybe. Acquired, maybe? Yeah, maybe that's it. That they may resurrect now that they own these studios. Well, how did that work out the last 20 years with Rare? 
Where's no, where's the new Perfect Dark? Banjo Kazooie Conquer. I th- I th- squandered might have been the word too. I don't know. Uh, other than a few early attempts in the early 2000s, Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts and Perfect Dark reboot 15 years ago, they haven't done squat with Rare's IPs. So to think Microsoft will resurrect all those treasured dormant IPs, same with Lionhead, where it was the black and white ports or sequels. There hasn't been a proper Fable game in 12 years. So Microsoft hasn't been good with utilizing their IPs or studios. So keep those expectations in check. That's fair. I can't disagree with that. That yeah. is fair. I can't disagree with <clears> that. <throat> they, they definitely, um, you know, anytime a developer or a studio or a, a, in this case, a collection of developers and studios gets purchased, <clears throat> people are immediately going to jump to games that might come out that haven't it's... been, have been dormant for a while. But you're absolutely right. From a realistic standpoint, we're going to get the stuff that sells. We're not going to get. I wouldn't expect a whole bunch of revived IPs. I think it was mostly us being optimistic and 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 hopeful, which yeah, in gaming is not the best. Yeah, as, as as someone who, as I said last week, is not a huge fan of consolidation in the industry, I have to find something positive in that news. <laughs> um, and so my only hope is that um, some some uh, games will see a new life just to add additional content to Game Pass, but. Um, yeah. I mean, the the reality is, if if Activision Blizzard hasn't considered them profitable enough to remake um, or to make sequels to, it's likely Microsoft won't either. But we'll see. Anthony says also the last Banjo was received poorly, the last Perfect Dark was received poorly, and the last Fable was received poorly. Also, very fair statement. Very true. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've made the, the point before <clears throat> that just because a um, a franchise is old and you have some nostalgia around it doesn't mean it should come back. Um, and those three are, I'd say pretty good, uh, illustrations of that. You know, you, you know what I has probably at this point been surpassed by ukulele who I, I feel like people, um, enjoyed much more than the last banjo game. Yeah. And, um, fable, obviously the RPG genre has moved, dramatically past uh what the fable uh ip was known for although and two of those are as i mentioned before is um you know there's been a million first person shooters since per- since perfect dark and let's be fair two of those are coming back soon and i'm really interested to see how they i'm excited for both of them because like you said i have the nostalgia for fable i have the nostalgia for perfect dark but now We've got two bigger teams making these games in a new world, and God, I hope they're good. Also, the biggest thing I want from the Activision thing, it's not bringing old stuff back. It's like maybe we get a bunch of those 360 games that were not available to like put in backwards compatibility due to licensing. Maybe we get those now. Like singularity is a big one i think about like maybe we actually get that in backwards compatibility now i don't know maybe uh anthony says fable was also built on lies that just kept coming the last banjo and the last perfect dark were just not what people wanted yeah maybe banjo and perfect dark don't have the ability to be what people want anymore toys for bob banjo kazooie reboot let's fucking go Never happening, but I'd love no. it to. 
Uh, he did send a follow-up email. He says, one last thing for those Sony ponies who are crying about exclusivity. Let me just say, Final Fantasy VII Remake, God of War, Spider-Man, Wolverine, Coder Remake, Horizon. Sony makes deals for exclusivity too. Sony makes their first-party games exclusive like Microsoft will now. It will be a while until the next game gets to be exclusive to Xbox. All one has to do is save $5 a week for a little over a year and voila, you have enough for an Xbox Series S problem solved. Yeah, I mean, listen, we've made the point on this podcast a hundred times that if you have the ability, the means to have all of the systems, that's the way to go. But um, I want to I want to make sure that I make the point that there's a, a difference between buying a studio and buying an entire publishing company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. I also want to make the point that all the stuff that you just named out, the timed exclusivity stuff, is all bullshit too. <laughs> so, hundred percent. Um, yeah, the I mean, the the reality is, what would be the best is if everybody could play everything, but that's unrealistic. So I will settle for most people being able to play most things. Yes. Um, and consolidation under one umbrella or the other doesn't really help anyone. The only way it helps anyone is if money is if if by Sony or Microsoft purchasing a studio, a game gets made that would not have had the financial resources to get made otherwise. And the reality is um there there's there's nothing on the resource side that Microsoft is going to pump into, quite honestly, either Bethesda or Activision that wasn't already there, right? Those those two were giants in the industry already. Uh, and it's, it's not as if the next Elder Scrolls wasn't going to get made unless Microsoft bought the publishing house. There, there, um, there is one caveat to the Activision Blizzard thing that I want to say, and Microsoft has went on record to say this, like, officially, they are going to release all of the fucking studios that have been tied down to Call of Duty. Yeah, that that is a positive. If and when that actually happens, that will be a major positive from this change. But yes. to be fair, my preference would still have been that Activision did that and they could make games for everything. But <laughs> Yeah, let's be fair, Activision isn't going to do anything good. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> they've proven that. <laughs> Many times. Yes. Uh, Anthony also says, Toys for Bob combined Crash, Spyro, and Banjo. Man, bring the fucking Skylanders back. Yes, 100%. <laughs> That's, I mean, they have the perfect they have the perfect avenue to do that, um, to combine all of those, because they've already done it. Hell, Skylanders, you can have a team that includes Spyro and Donkey Kong. Or Bowser. Yeah. You've got the perfect avenue to combine franchises in that uh uh in that universe. So just do that. Yeah, I I definitely if if there's a digital Skylanders, and I know Ryan, we have boxes of these fuckers laying around. Um as, as long as like I could do it digitally and, and like the way um what was that Ubisoft game? Starlink, I think is what it was called. Yep, like Starlink. you could you could do those digitally Give me that, make it digital, and I'm all in for it. Yeah, well, even the even the most recent Skylander, 
uh, Skylanders game, you didn't have to switch the toy out. You could store like five or six toys per session. Um, so that because they didn't want people to swap toys and just unlock them forever without buying them, but um, so they they have the mechanism to store whatever you put on there. They just need to expand it to allow you to store them forever because. The reality is nobody's buying those fucking toys again. No. So just remake it digitally and, you know, say you can collect all of these characters throughout the course of the game. Or if you already have the actual figurine, then you can just unlock them with your figurine. Yep. Anthony also says he's still waiting for all the shit that, to come out that Microsoft has already promised, which, fair point. Fair point. And he also says Disney Infinity on PC just gave you all the characters. Again, that is... Man, even if you sold the characters as, like, DLC packs. Like, digital yeah. DLC packs. Yeah, I mean, even just give give everybody all the characters, but have the... Um, have the, the, um, the characters unlock special outfits or something. Just give me something for the you know, giant box of Skylanders I have upstairs. (laughs) But I would be completely fine with all of the characters being unlocked throughout the course of the game. Dude, I have so much between Skylanders, Disney Infinity, and Lego Dimensions. Lego Dimensions packs I have that are still sealed. Oh, yeah, we've got so many Lego Dimensions guys upstairs. Just, we did, I didn't, we didn't do Disney Infinity at all, but Lego Dimensions and, um, Skylanders we got super into and with Skylanders some of the reason we have so many of them is because my son was still playing the game when the market crashed and so you could go to Toys R Us back when Toys R Us still existed and you'd find like a, a bin of Skylanders that were all marked down to like a dollar fifty yeah um and so we were able to pick up basically any of his uh any of his uh, Skylanders that he was missing. So, dude, I, which, I there was so much joy in going to Toys R Us and looking at those figures and trying to find the ones I needed. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were good builds too. Like the the figures were pretty pretty detailed. I um, actually got to visit the Toys for Bob office in San Francisco uh, when Skylanders Giants was being made, and those guys had so much passion for that game. Um, and I got to see the machine where the uh, initial figures were made. Yeah, and they were they were um, that game too. Not only is it a good, a genuinely good video game. Yeah. Um, but they they put a lot of work into the characters in that game and the the voice acting and and stuff like that. So those games were excellent. I, I I'll put those games up against just about any sort of character based hack and slash style game that's come out in the last 20 years. 100%. Uh, 100%. Those games were excellent. Um, and they, the the trap team stuff was cool too, where you could trap the bad guys and yeah, storm. Yeah, I remember that. And all that. The, the crystals, the, 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 the portal with the crystal stuff on it, and God damn, yep. it's taking me back. And they would, talk, they would talk to you from the portal. Yeah, that was so uh, cool. Like, let me out of here. Cool. Oh, yeah, God. that was cool. Uh, Anthony says he has all the Lego Dimension sets. He's just he is missing one figure. I'm curious as to which figure you're missing, Anthony. I'm sure he'll put it in the chat. Yeah, um, Skylanders, man, <sighs> love those games. 
I really hope I get to see him come back. All right, he's going to answer that question, and I'm going to load up the next email. Green Arrow, promo-only character. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't have that one. Antonio sends us an email. He says, Sup, boys, it's been roughly two weeks since I came down with the, the COVID, and I'm still battling hey. some remnants. Uh, it's been uh, it's been almost a week since I tested positive, and um, I just got tested again yesterday, and I'm still positive. So, Love it. Fun right? stuff. Uh, coughing yeah. is not as frequent but can get crazy a couple times a day. My hunger and thirst barely register, and I'm still having issues with tiredness. Uh, anyways, I'm finishing up Mafia Definitive Edition, and I'm just amazed how well-written and acted that game is. Apart from B, from that, I'm really glad to see so many people recognize how great Lost Legacy is. It's my favorite Uncharted, and I really hope the series continues with Chloe and Nadine. Uh, lastly, I'm so ready for Dying Light 2 this Friday. It's probably going to be a top five of the year for me. I can feel it in my bones. Wait. I can't answer that question. Sorry. You know what I am is sick to death of the Dying Light 2 commercial. I don't think I've seen it. Watch Comedy Central for ten minutes. Mm. You'll see it about seven times. I feel that way for other commercials. Usually, because I watch football, it's usually like insurance commercials. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get some tweets and then we'll get out of here because i got to go pick up some, some pizza for the final two football games of the of Big the game today in this area of the world. Dude, I can't imagine the amount of people who are going to be watching today. Like, I really, really, really want... A Bengals 49ers Super Bowl. I do. That would be very nostalgic. In yes. This region. And and I would be so happy for the Bengals to get back to the Super Bowl in what, 31 years? 32 years? Yep. I don't know. And, I, and, and let's be fair, I just want Mahomes to be sad today. That's what I really want. <laughs> so, I'm hoping, I'm hoping the Bengals win. I really, really am. Yeah, same. Uh, Mighty Mookie says, Happy New Year, guys. I just got off from Omicron, and it's day one at the office. Sadly, I didn't focus on a single game enough to finish it. Yeah, I think everybody's going to get the vid, right? I feel like that's yeah. what I had this week, too. I just didn't get tested because yeah, I don't I'm, go anywhere. And I'm pretty sure my wife and son had it at the beginning of last week. and that Because they, my, my wife just got tested, and she's negative still somehow, even though I've been positive all week. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's because she and my son had it last week, but... Uh, or week before last, but um, who knows? I like literally last the last week on the show. I left early. the 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 show got abruptly ended, and it was because I just like had this huge bout of lightheadedness, and I couldn't think. I couldn't like focus. And, well, you know what? That was one of my early symptoms. So yeah, I like if you did have it. And this week, I have just been exhausted, like sleeping nine, ten hours a day, and still feeling tired. Yeah, I got to tell you, it sounds like the vid. Yeah, I didn't have a cough. I didn't have. I had a runny nose and I had sinus pressure, but I did not have yeah. a cough. That's the only thing I didn't have. I I avoided the exhaustion. Thankfully, I was fine. Oh, I didn't even miss a day of work. I mean, I worked from home, but um, I didn't even miss a day of work. So, but the uh, I had the cough for sure, and the the drainage and the the lightheadedness the first couple of days, sore throat the first couple of days. Yeah. So I'm thinking that's what I had. So I feel like we're all going to get it at this point. 
yeah, it's this this variant seems to be so ridiculously transmissible. I just I, I told my wife the after two years now of artfully dodging this thing, uh, <laughs> there's a little part of me that's almost a little relieved that I finally got it and got it over with. Um, now, right? I'm glad that I dodged it for two years until I was vaxxed and boosted. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so now it's like. Okay, well now I've got it, and not because I wanted to get it, but I got it, and now I can stop being so anxious about not getting it. Yeah, um, at least until the new variant comes out. Then right, know. yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Shogun wraps up our tweets by saying, "Have you guys been watching Boba Fett? I'm not sure what Disney's trying to do with this character, but The Mandalorian did everything I thought the show would have done. If you could green light a franchise into a video game, what style of game and what franchise? For me, it would be an open world men in black game. Yeah, that's a neat idea. Uh to answer the first question, I am watching Boba Fett. Uh I man, I, I have just don't spoil it. No, I'm not gonna spoil anything. I'm just gonna say that like a lot of people have just been shitting all over the show and I'm just like, you know, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Um and I think it's because it's telling a story that, you know, you've always wanted to know the answers to, and I think that's cool. Um, I don't, I don't know what, I, I mean, I know what they're trying to do with the show and I feel like it's going where it needs to go. This week's episode was hilarious because it made everybody love the show, but for the wrong reason. <laughs> and again, I won't spoil it, Ryan. Um, okay. although it's almost impossible. Like it was, it was literally minutes after I logged in. Cause I think the show goes live on Wednesday morning. Um, like minutes after logging in, just seeing Twitter like full of the talk of that episode, and I was like, "Oh goddamn it!" Um, but if I had to pick a franchise to make a game out of, I think we've had this co- this question before. And if Drew was here, it would obviously be Ninja Turtles made by Rocksteady, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I'm glad somebody could answer that in his stead. Yeah, it, because he's been at, he's been saying that question for how many years now? You know. Uh, a franchise that I would want to make into a game. I got one for you. I've, I don't think I've ever said this on the show. Transformers in 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 the art of a armored core game. Oh, okay. Like, like gritty Transformers. Yeah, like deep simulation customization. Uh, send Optimus Prime on a sortie. Interesting. I like that idea. Yeah, that that could be an interesting game. <clears throat> that um, uh, that new Netflix series, The Witcher, probably would make a pretty good video game. I've heard that that might make a good video game. I wonder how it would pan out. I don't know. <laughs> I, I would say that uh, my number one choice would be The Legend of Dritzt, but they just tried that and it sucked. So, <laughs> how about? Oh, I got one. I got one. What if you made a golf game based off of Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Oh. <laughs> there you go. I'd that, like an Aqua Teen Hunger Force open world RPG. They actually did make an Aqua Teen Hunger Force uh, golf game. I know they did. <laughs> Drew, uh, Anthony says Drew would also want Supernatural. I want Super... You know who I want to make a Supernatural game? CD Projekt Red. Uh, yeah. Think about that. Good. In the style of I'd... witch hunting, but instead you're going, like you're driving the car from city to city to kill monsters. Yeah, I like that idea. I um, would like that idea better if they would go ahead and release the next-gen version of the last game that they made. Oh, um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna read Anthony's. He says I would love a game based off of the old Clash of Titans movie, not TV though. Um, saw a little news tidbit this morning that's exciting about Cyberpunk. So the icon for the PS5 version showed up on the back end this morning. Really? Yeah, it's a different it's a different icon. Hmm. So maybe those versions are close. We'll see. I I, I would love to play that game, and I've been waiting on that. So yeah. So so Anthony, you're a game based off Clash of the Titans movie, not TV. Like who who's making it? What kind of what kind of game are we talking about here? He's got to type, so we got to fill dead air. You know. Anthony, let me just say that if you want a game based off the old Clash of the Titans movie, you're going to love Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> right? Oh, he I mean, just said, just make it Assassin's just Creed. Just make it Assassin's Creed. There you go. God, now that well, I'm thinking about CD Projekt Red making a Supernatural game, instead of Roach, you have Baby. I don't know what any of that is. So. Uh, that's the car. Okay. The car's name is Baby. Uh, yeah, Anthony, you're gonna you're gonna like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, hundred percent. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is Clash of the Titans movie. Like, there's so many pieces into that story that, and boy, they they go deep into it, especially in the DLC. Like the yes. Atlanta stuff in the DLC is crazy. Yeah. Oh man, that's good stuff. Uh, that's all I got for this week. Um. I finally watched Rocky vs. Draco last night. I don't know what that is. That's the director's cut of Rocky Four. Oh, okay. Where he basically went back and re-edited the movie. Um, it's different. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I need to, I need to simmer on it because Rocky Four to me is one of the best movies. Like, great I, movie. I love watching it. Like. There are so many scenes in that movie that are like etched in my brain and probably will be for the rest of my life. And this cut of it is very different. Like there are parts of the movie that are completely gone and there are brand new parts of the movie that were not in the original. Now, Stan or um what's his name? The the Transformers soundtrack. I stand. That's not Stan Bush. It's um the other guy. Fuck. I don't know. Shit, Anthony. If he was talking, he could tell me who it is. Uh, Vince DiCola. That's who I'm trying to think of. His soundtrack is still in there. The Hearts on Fire montage is still in there, so that's good. That's good. But the robot's gone. Oh well, that's not necessarily bad. Happy birthday, Polly. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, every reference to that robot has to be gone. Like, because so, when they bring it up later and all that other stuff. Yeah. It's 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 a weird cut. It also starts with, like, five minutes of footage from Rocky Three From the Clubber Lang fight. Yeah. Yeah, like, it it starts with that. And it's, I don't know, man. It's a weird cut. I don't know how I feel about it yet. It was still good. Where did you see that? Oh, it's all, you can buy it digitally. Oh, okay. Yeah. So... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I need to. I need to let it simmer more because you know Rocky Four has been simmering in my brain for thirty years. So, uh, well, thirty years from now, you can tell us your real opinion of it. Okay, so on episode uh, twelve hundred and forty-seven, I'm going to tell you what I think. Uh, finally, how my nostalgia has aged for Rocky versus Drago. 
So make sure you tune in for that episode uh, in 30 years. Uh, I don't I don't have anything else. I don't think. I'm going to check the email one last time. Check the Twitter one last time. I got nothing. Got nothing here. I'm sad Anthony has not been able to chat with us this week. Hopefully we get that uh, ironed out for next week. Although this is the biggest chat we've ever had in Discord. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, so, uh, no, unless anybody has anything else. Um... Phoenix Down, I, I didn't listen to it, Anthony, if you throw in the chat in case you know. I don't know if they finished Inscription, um, but if not, I think there's going to be one more episode. Okay, so it's done. So the next game, I guess they're going back to Yakuza? That's that's my guess. So, um, If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at M4G Podcast. You can also follow us. Anthony's a Complacent Robot. I'm at ZTGD, and Ryan is at WombatRP. You can follow the site at ZTGD content. And I think that's all I got. Let's see anybody, anybody. Going once, going twice. Micro machines. Uh-huh. What? Uh-huh. Face pages. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.